Hello and welcome to the Niche Podcast for Friday, March 21st, 2014. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about building apps that run everywhere using open web standards like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, REST, and JSON. This week, we discuss Android Wear and the possible effects on everything from the Pebble smartwatch to the sanity of web designers. Please stay tuned. The Niche Podcast is next. Every time, every time you do the intro, I just want to do it with you. Like, just like, just like, join in. <laughs> like, stop copying me. Stop copying. Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the 100th episode. It is. And uh, I don't know about you, but I totally slacked on the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to put up a, a title SmackDown so bad, and I just totally mm-hmm. didn't have time to do it. Yeah, I um. I thought you were going to do it, so I didn't. Not that I had time to either. Yeah. So apologies about that, dear listener. We also didn't put together uh, an interview, but we did do the stickers. We did. Yes. It's been a it's been a rough couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been beat up. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but, but you but did. Yes. Uh, I don't think you sent out all of them, but you sent out a number of stickers. I know I, I did got not mine. send. I did not send out all of them. I sent out a bunch. I've still got some to do. I'm going to try and get those out on Monday. Excellent. You we were. Mm. I was a little concerned about. Uh, almost half of the ones in the list were international. I was like, oh geez. Yeah, like like Germany and. Yeah. Um, There's some yeah, Slovakia. Yeah, Slovakia. So hello, Slovakia. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I actually once uh, promised a, you know, I've got a bunch of old gear and, and mm-hmm. I was, uh, there was a, a kid who was doing some amazing JavaScript development. I think he was in uh, New Zealand or Australia. It was somewhere sort of Southeast Asia, maybe. It was, it was the other side of the planet. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he was doing such a great job, but he had nothing to test on. And he was he was doing an amazing job even with no device to test. And I have all these old iPod touches laying around. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll totally send you one because I want the library you're building. Right. And uh, it was more money to for him to buy an iPod Touch than for me to ship one to him. Like like he could bought he could have bought one cheaper than you shipped right. it. Exactly. Wow. So I I so I was like, sorry, dude. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I could give you an iTunes gift card or something I'm not, yeah. I'm not i'm not paying 200 or 300 dollars to ship this thing to yeah that's that's ridiculous i mean maybe 30 bucks i was figuring but <laughs> yeah i was i was using the little shipping calculator on the postal service website to try and figure out how much this would cost me to to send stickers to slovakia <laughs> and i kept coming up with like 43 dollars <laughs> That's, that's ridiculous. That's a lot and of I, dollars. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of dollars. And and I asked the lady at the at the post office Friday, and she's like, no, it's a dollar fifty. There we go. That's more like it. That, that's much better. So, yeah. international listeners, your stickers will be in the mail. <laughs> awesome. My uh, laptop is proudly emblazoned with a niche sticker. Yes, I have one on my Chromebook. Excellent. So, I... Uh, uh, I was like, hmm, when people see this, what are they going to do? So I was like, well, they'll Google for it. So I was like, what happens if you Google for a misspelling of the word niche? Yeah. And, um, uh, and uh, 
it's different. Like diff- I've gotten different results. Some of them are pretty dirty. <laughs> yeah. Ever, ever since I ever since I approved the like the proof for this, and it's like okay, cool, cool. I can't make any more changes. It's done. It's perfect. Let's let's print. Like I should have put the website URL on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost funnier that way though. So it's like so there's like a there's like a gay club called the the jocks niche, and there's. <laughs> Which is fine. That's not dirty. But there's a there there were some I can't remember what they were, but there were some edgy results that came up. And then of course it wants to correct it to N I C H E. So you really right. have to, you really gotta kick that Googler. Yeah, you gotta you gotta want it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm pretty excited about that. It's fun. I can I hope people will uh, take pictures of their sticker or whatever they put it on and uh, post it online when they get them. We're putting one on the car. Too. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that'll be funny. <laughs> um, excellent. What else we got? Uh, that was basically some housekeeping. I jumped ahead a little there. Uh, I don't know about you, but I have not stopped using uh, Zapier or Choir since we brought them up two or three weeks ago. No, they have they have both been in, in constant use. I was even, um, I almost said forced. I, I was happy to do it, but I was uh, recently maxed out my Zapier free account and had to pay to upgrade. Um, so, which I was happy to do because they, I just, lo- I just love the service. I really like Ift, but it really ticks me off that um, it's not a little more open. I wish you could submit right. your own APIs to it, but right, whatever. yeah, yeah. I got the, I got the email from from um, Zapier about. Um, Needing to upgrade soon. Yep. Yep. So I, I I can't remember how much it was, but it wasn't much. Yeah, I haven't even looked yet, but I imagine it's it's not bad. Not nearly as much as my GitHub next my next tier GitHub, which I maxed <laughs> out in my current tier. It's like ninety bucks a month for the next level or a hundred a month. Yeah, I gotta archive some stuff over to uh over to Bitbucket or something. <laughs> yeah, I ar- I archive all my private almost I almost feel guilty because I archive old private projects to Bitbucket and then I almost never touch them. I know I do the same thing, but so I can't. I, I almost, yeah, I kind of feel guilty because it's like, I'm just using Bitbucket as a storage medium. <laughs> I know like it's, it's, I'm not, I'm never like what I would do is I would move it back to GitHub if it went back into active development. So yeah, it, exactly. I don't know why I don't just put them on whatever my regular, I'll probably just put my regular backup server. It is dumb. I shouldn't put my Bitbucket. <laughs> anyway. No, nothing. Nothing against Bitbucket. Bitbucket's a good service. I just, I, personal preference. I, I tend to like GitHub's interface a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. So let's see. Uh, and so that's Zapier. Fun. That's a, a very fun tool that uh, has been extremely robust and easy to understand, uh, in, in my opinion. So people yes. should check and, that and out. In, and in just like the last week and a half, I have gotten so used to listening to my internet life. Mm-hmm. That it feels weird when it's missing. Yeah, big time. So I've had some problems with the native Mac application. Is that what you're using to listen? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's I, I don't know what, I, it's like my preferences are corrupted or something, but I can't get it to launch anymore. So um, I've been using the web page, which seems like it times out after a while when it's in the background for a long time. Mm. So uh, it, and it, and when it, like all of a sudden I'll be like, it's been quiet. And I'll like go over to the tab and refresh. I'm like, Phew. too quiet. Yeah, it's too quiet. Yeah, I had that. I had that problem with the native app the first time I tried it, and then after 
Like I had downloaded it before I had the choir account, so I could just listen, you know, because I was going to try listening to GitHub and right. and you know, hear Richard in the background yelling at the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you poop on the rug? I don't know. It sounds like my reaction when the dog poops on the rug. Yeah, it might be. He's going to rant and stop around about it for a minute. <laughs> no, I had I had that same problem with the the native choir application the first time I tried it. Um, I downloaded it before I had the choir account just to, to play around with it and listen to the, the GitHub stream and try it out. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it wouldn't work, and I uninstalled it. And then when I signed up for account, an account, I reinstalled it and tried it again, and it worked fine. So Yeah, that's probably what I should do. I, the weird thing I did was I made uh, – I, I have one stream that I created, and I've renamed it a couple times and made it public and then private and then public again or vice versa a couple times. And I think right. the app is freaking out. So I'll probably just uninstall and reinstall it. But choir is, it's been really cool because the, the guys even reached out to us, um, for yeah. feedback and they're, they have a lot of good ideas and they're, they're at the point, they're clearly at the spot where they have so many ideas that it's like, which one do we pick? Right. Cause there's so many awesome possibilities. It's really, it's, it's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Yeah. It is. So check out choir.io, dear listener, if you have not yet. Um, It's incredibly useful for any, anything when there's like a ton of information. If you have like a ton of streaming information, it's, it's just great. Yeah. Yeah. From, from multiple sources or. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I also. I've been raving about it for three weeks, so. Yeah. It's, I'm not, I'm not not you like if they shut it down i'd be like i would want to just make one <laughs> right right I'd, I'd, I'd cry for a while and then i'd make one <laughs> right um oh i forgot to I, I, when we were talking about zapier i forgot to mention i hooked up a couple of so a couple of the more intrusive alerts that i have in, in choir like for instance when someone follows me follows me on twitter or something mm-hmm. i like to know about it so i can like you know follow them back or like say thanks or whatever and um i also set it up to for zapier to google talk send me a Google talk message kind of like, um, like Avalio does, mm-hmm. you, you know, so it's like, and it was super easy. I've had trouble with, uh, if getting it to link up to my Google talk account, I, I could never get it to work, but, uh, Zapier worked first try. So, um, that's pretty fun. Nice. Fun little integration. Um, cool. So uh, let's jump into the feature, shall we? Mm-hmm. Big, big news this week. Um, as sort of teased two weeks ago, Sundar Pichai from Google said that they'd be announcing a uh, an Android uh, SDK for wearables, which was announced yesterday. Kelly was uh, quick to find that link and forward to me. Um, super, super. I, I guess on the one hand, I'm not surprised, but at the same time, it's really exciting. Yeah. Um, I guess if you if you haven't heard the news yet, by the time you hear this, I'd be pretty surprised. But uh, basically, they Google are, are announcing um, an ex, it's kind of like an extension of the Android platform. So the, the Android thing, I guess we can get into this, but I, I feel like that's more of a branding thing. I, I don't think the watch is running. It's kind of like when uh, when when Steve Jobs was like announcing the iPhone and he's like, and it runs OS X, like bullshit. <laughs> does not no it doesn't yeah <laughs> i was like sweet i can have a web server on my phone you know like like there'd be a good reason no. to do that but it's totally not that <laughs> and i have a feeling that there's like i feel like calling it android on a watch is a stretch but we shall see 
yeah, you know, you never know. They might, but yeah, I'd I'd be surprised if if it's the full blown Android OS. Right. So it so the 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 position that they're taking is a very googly position, which is that mm-hmm. they're creating the software platform and they've partnered with like a lot of a, a lot of uh, chip manufacturers. There was like a half mm-hmm. a dozen chip manufacturers they announced, uh, and and awesomely um, some fashion watch brands like Fossil was one I remember. I think Citizens was one of them. Oh, nice! I, I didn't see that. Yeah, and uh, and Motorola who has already announced and put up a, uh, a landing page for the Moto 360, which um, is not the best-looking watch I've ever seen, but it's head and shoulders better than uh, what I would consider the next best one, which is the Pebble Steel. Right. Uh, and, interestingly, it has a round, perfectly round face. Yes, it does. Media, media wrist and min radius. <laughs> Yeah, and you need radius in two directions. You need like border yeah. radius and you need like screen coverture. Screen, screen radius, yeah. So um, so a couple of things did surprise me um, uh, about at least the hardware that they demoed in the videos, although it, presumably mm-hmm. it will be different hardware all over the place. Uh, but it, the, it supports touchscreen interactions uh, and it... it the the in all of the demos that they show, it's like if you go to the if you go to the SDK on the website, the Google website for for Android Wear developers, it's W E A R, not Android Wear, like Glassware. Yeah. Um, they all of the pictures of the emulator have no physical buttons on the watch. Right. No, they don't, do they? No, they don't. Which I, I and I hope that's something that, uh, but like the Moto 360 does have a physical button. I assume yeah, it's I not hope, for winding. <laughs> right. I I hope you don't have to have a touchscreen, like everything right. touchscreen. But so check it out. Like 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 imagine imagine like what do you do as a developer? There's going to be some of these things that are touchscreen. Some of them aren't. Some are going to have physical buttons. Some of them won't. Uh, some of them will be round, some will be rectangular, some will be color, some won't, some will be, L, you know, LCD, some will, I don't know this, but I would be surprised if they didn't support like an e-paper display. Yeah, I would hope they do. Because mm-hmm. uh, like like an e-paper watch, would there are certain situations where that would be a lot handier than a, uh, like a, an LCD. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up actually, because someone on Twitter was like, uh, rip pebble you know what i mean like rest in peace pebble and i was like you know and and i think part of the tweet was look what happened once the ipad came out what happened to the kindle and i assume the guy was implying that once the ipad came out then the kindle became the kindle fire and i was like i don't know the paperweight seems like really popular yeah like i love my kindle paper my kindle paperweight is probably my favorite little electronic handheld device thingy wow I mean, I've got my phone, which I really like, and I, I use because I need the phone. But as far as just things that I enjoy using, just yeah, I like I love my Paperwhite. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Erica's texting me. <laughs> Sorry, it's like it's significant other day on the show. Erica's <laughs> just texting you. Mine's yelling at the dogs. Yeah. yeah. And now he's doing laundry, so something <laughs> must have happened. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm guessing he doesn't normally do laundry. Well, he just did a bunch like yesterday. Oh, so. Okay, I was trying to throw him under the bus. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so yeah, so so you can attest to the awesomeness of the paperweight. I have uh, mm-hmm. an original Kindle, and not the very original one, but the the one before the the paperweight. And it's just a different use case. So, you know, my response was that I think there's a place for both products depending on the price point. Right. You know, one is, so for for example, the, the Pebble, I'm imagining that there, that obviously I'm going to get one of these watches. Um, and I'm imagining that there will be things that I'll miss about the Pebble that um, that the, the Android watch doesn't do. Like, for example, the battery life on the Pebble is awesome. It's It's incredible. Right. And when you go to charge it, it takes about 10 or 15 minutes to charge to full. So it's got a small battery that barely discharges. And that's great. Yeah. <laughs> for a watch, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, so there's going to be trade-offs with both. And I think that, I think the different ones will make sense with, for, for different use cases or different people's taste. But uh, I sure am happy to be able to choose from a whole, like, a bunch of different sort of fashion brands, like real people who make real watches are going to be making these things and not, not a bunch of Google engineers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's going to be, going to be nice. And it's, it's to me, it's really interesting. The idea of getting, you know, like watch faces come in all different sizes and shapes. Yeah. It's crazy. So people who are presumably it'll be like Pebble where you can have uh, a marketplace for watch faces Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be in the Play Store and, you know, they'll be like, like, they'll have to be responsive. Like it, it's, so there's a whole conversation to have around how to program for it and how it currently works. But I think it's a little bit premature because right now, um, the, it's essentially a very, very early bare bones, minimum viable product type of release mm-hmm. that is essentially built on top of two particular Google features. One is the rich notifications that you get on an Android phone. Yeah, and the other one is like Google Now. Google Now and, and the voice and input voice. that goes with Google Now. So it's, it's which is, the, those are obviously the two killer features. Like, you know, it, it, those are the things that you would start with. But, it, but they've said explicitly that that's just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and similar to Glass, when Glass first came out, it had a, a very constrained feature set. And then they eventually opened it up a little bit, including adding a browser. Right. Um, which I, th- I, I have to imagine will happen on the phone if you're allowed to say, um, okay, Google, you know, what? Like, Google something. <laughs> yeah, how tall is Kevin Spacey? That's my classic yeah. one. Or like, what's the weather going to be today? Like, even though you've got that in now. Like, what's the weather in San Francisco today? And it's going to have to pull that from the web yeah. and display something. So I, I can't imagine there not being a browser um, eventually. Yeah, I suppose it's a stretch to call what I'm imagining a browser, but certainly something that it renders HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. Yeah. So Or at least HTML. So it's... Uh, but so now the fun, so if, if that does come to pass, <laughs> that's that loops back to the media queries for border radius joke. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, what, what is your content going to look like in a circle? Yeah. I loved your tweet yesterday. Remember when we only had to worry about rectangular screens? <laughs> <laughs> Can you think of any other round screens? I can't think of one. I can't. Not even like novelty kid stuff. I can't think I of any any round screens. No, I can't either. So, I mean, that is a huge, that just one little thing is a huge shift. So, it'll be interesting to see how they handle it with the cards metaphor, because a card, of course, is traditionally 
rectangular. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a triangular watch. <laughs> I, it's a race to see who says dodecahedron first. <laughs> yeah, I win. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I, someone tweeted back to me on that one. Um, you know, made a joke about about media queries for a 3D hologram. Like, I can't get this three-dimensional holographic web app running to on. To run anywhere. To run, yeah. And I was like, I was like, you're joking, but, you know, 3D visuals is a thing, and it's happening. So it's easy <laughs> to imagine programming, a, a, being in a page instead of on a page. You know, like being able to, to look around inside of a website. Right. It sounds dumb when you say it out loud like that, but it's like, it's... But it's awesome for video. It's amazing for video. Well, too, wasn't there a a phone a while back that had a display on the front and back, and you could kind of like you like you know like you could see the back of your website. <laughs> there was one that had um, touch on back and front. I don't remember the screen okay. on back and front. Maybe this was just one of your little little um, crazy crazy out there ideas. Yeah, probably. Yeah. There is there is one that um, oh god what was, what am I thinking of there was a there's like an art piece that these guys did to make uh, made like a a building disappear and cars disappear and stuff where they would put mm-hmm. screen, LCD screens all over one side of an object and they'd put cameras on the other side of the object and then just project the image from the other side from the left side to the right side so if you're yeah. standing on the on the screen side you almost couldn't see the thing it was pretty rad it was like a uh, it was like uh, um, Wendell from <laughs> from Monsters Inc. Anyway, Randall. Wendell. Randall. Oh, if Cooper, Randall. If Cooper listens, if he hears me say Wendell, he's gonna flip. Yeah, it's Randall. That uh, you Kira, are wrong. Kira used to be so obsessed with that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. So until we are, I, I feel like eventually we are going to have to display a website on a lizard. So I feel like it's relevant to the podcast. <laughs> so there you go um so save 15 15 on your css (laughs) ah yes there's a bandwidth joke in there somewhere uses the the gecko rendering engine oh but um (laughs) that was bad Oh man, there's something about there's something about the Google watches that it's like this rich territory for bad puns. Yeah. I don't know why. There was a hilarious one. There was a bunch of hilarious ones on Twitter yesterday. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking a um, a watch that actually runs a runs an Android OS. If you had if you had any kind of any kind of input mechanism on the watch like say um like Bluetooth or um, maybe a camera or you know any kind of sensor on it. Mm-hmm. That could be like a like a really cool little gaming platform. Yeah, you definitely like, like multiplayer type. Yeah, 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 big time. There's could, there's something like, like that on glass actually. Yeah, you could run around and play laser tag with your watch. Right. <laughs> yeah, try and like everybody has on like uh, whatever they put like they have like a, a QR code pinned to their shirt and like you have to <laughs> if you can scan the other person's QR code zap. it's a zap right that would yeah. be kind of fun. It would be chasing like little kids chasing each other, trying to scan QR codes with their watches. God, that's so pathetic. <laughs> uh, we I wait just for, reinvented laser tag. <laughs> I wait for the future QR tag. Love it. 
Ugh, a whole new meaning to NFC. T- imagine that, like, like NFC tag. Oh yeah. Like no cheating there. <laughs> yeah, like like an actual game of tag, but with, with NFC. Right, and so like when you when you when you actually tag someone, it deducts money yeah. from their Google Play account. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's freeze tag, and every time you move after you're frozen, the watch gives you a mild shock. <laughs> uh, oh, this is there's. It's just going to be so cool. The future. <laughs> oh man. Cause that's what we need a new way to play tag. Yeah. So geez, there's, there's like so much to talk about, but a lot of it is sort of speculative. Well, most of it, it's probably the interesting stuff. So speculation. Um, but what, like, what do you think they're going to do in terms of, um, te- phone tethering? Do you think it's going to be like glass where you kind of have to tether you Bluetooth it to a phone in order to get things set up initially and to have certain, certain functionality but once you're on there it it can uh it can communicate with the internet over wi-fi uh without the phone but it's a sort of a constrained feature set do you think it'll be like that or do you think they're gonna you're gonna have to have it tethered to a phone you know i don't know i'm hoping it's a standalone thing and it's not gonna have to be tethered to a phone um i'm kind of hoping it'll have like cellular which uh, totally depends on the watch manufacturer yeah, that's probably true. Like probably AT and T could come out with like uh, an Android Wear watch with a three G plan or something. Right. That would be right, cool. Because I feel like a I feel like a watch kind of gives you room to 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 put things like uh, like antennas and and battery cells and stuff like that inside a band without it becoming too incredibly bulky. Right. Right. Yeah. Like all of the all of the. Um, Rumors and mock-ups that I've seen for the rumored iWatch are more bracelet than watch. It's like a solid band, mm-hmm. like the Nike Fuel Band kind of, uh, and which I, I I totally agree. It's like gives you it gives you a, a way to add more battery, add more electronics, add more antenna. Yeah, yeah and I feel like if Apple's going to do a watch, they need to announce it soon. That is a good question. I I don't I, I think you're right, but I don't think they will. And, and, uh, and again, I was on Twitter like crazy yesterday afternoon and, and, uh, um, one of my tweet buddies was like similar thing. He was like, uh, Apple has to, they have no choice now. They have to release iWatch ASAP. And I was like, and I was like, Apple never innovates. They always let the innovators duke it out. And then they come in with this precious design like two years later. Yeah. Yeah, they do. So, and I, but I do think that Pebble, I think Pebble kind of woke them up. I'm, mm-hmm. I have no reason for, no reason for, you know, no basis in that, but I have to imagine that, that, that proved a market. Yeah. I feel like they could announce it now and it wouldn't be like, Oh, Apple's super innovative because the because smartwatches have been around for a while. Yeah. So I mean, I feel Sony's like, so on I feel their like, third gen. Right. Right. So I feel like they're at the point now where if they don't announce soon, they're just going to seem like they're behind. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think you're right, but I mean, I, I agree that, that they're, that they are behind, like not even that yeah. they're going to seem like it. They actually are. Um, they've been behind in the phone for a long time. Like, yeah. like I, I have a feeling after iOS seven and the iPhone five S, uh, announcements were so underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, I feel like the next the iPhone six and iOS eight, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I, I bitch about Apple a lot, but I love when they come out with awesome stuff, you know, and I hope they do. I hope the iPhone six blows my mind. 
um, you know, maybe I'll actually switch back to an iOS device and not just recommend it to grandparents. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see. And, and I, you know, there were a lot of phone, like, I, like definitely the people who are listening to this are probably thinking like, well, the iPhone, original iPhone was like this massive innovation. And I'm like, it's really a perfection of a lot of other, th- other things. Yeah. The, yeah, which is which is what Apple does, right? It was a, I admit it was a bigger leap than most of the air quotes innovations that they have. It was a that was a big leap, no doubt about it. Um, the 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 sort of fidelity of the touchscreen was the huge thing because there were tons of PDAs and Windows phones and all that stuff yeah. that uh, that you know. But we had styluses and we had physical keyboards. And all that, and they were just like they made they, they got their hands on. I mean, touchscreen was nothing new either, but they just they just perfected it to the point where it was usable as a virtual keyboard. And yeah. you know, so you know, definitely props there. They basically you know that that phone basically defined my entire career since then. So <laughs> can't knock it too much. But yeah, and, and I'm I'm sorry the Mac the new Mac Pro is not innovating anything. <laughs> It's taking taking really good computer hardware and shoving it into like a paper towel roll sized <laughs> container and removing any like expansion ports. So you have to like create this octopus of connected hard drives. But yeah, it's, it's they basically built a computer for Pixar. Basically, yeah, yeah. So you know, I I like Apple hardware. I like the stuff they do, but their software, you know, whatever. I don't want to go on an yeah. Apple rant. But the but I agree that they are they are behind and they're just going to see more behind and maybe the reason why I was going into that rabbit hole is because maybe they don't care that they're behind they probably don't they probably want to just like wait for the market to be is certainly hasn't reached a tipping point like it's not like everybody has true so I think it's obvious that it's going to catch on um, and and that they will so the the question was you know are they going to jump into more of a fitness band area or is it going to be more of a watch area or maybe they come out with two things who knows and i feel like the fitness band is a more mature market it's kind of proven but it's much smaller yeah it is but and then they they also have their partnerships with nike there as well so Mm -hmm. i'm like you know if they come if if apple comes out with a fitness band do they do it with nike and and if they are then you know how is that different than the stuff nike has now and Mm mm-hmm and and then if it's if it's their own thing, well, you know, what's Nike going to say about that? Yeah, I didn't think I think they poached one of the Nike executives recently. Yeah, I remember you, remember you you telling me that. So we certainly we shall see. I one thing's for sure, I can never predict what they they always surprise me. But um, but the the one thing I feel is certain is that whatever they come out with, whenever they come out with it, it's only going to work with iOS. And if that if that's not true, I'll eat my hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, I'll I'll have like a pair of socks for dessert or something. <laughs> yeah, it's. But so now, what do you think is going to happen with with Android Wear though? You know, they they didn't like Google Glass is not Android branded. Right. It's got its own app store, so to speak. It's not. It's not a. It's not part of the whole Google Play ecosystem. It's not part of Android. Right. This obviously is branded to Android. So is the question is, are they going to, um, you know, is it is it so tightly integrated with, um, 
the way, for example, notifications work in in Android that it it doesn't even make sense for it to not like that the functionality would be so different with an iOS device that it doesn't even make sense? Or do you think that uh, it's be more of a play where, you know, like there's a, the Google search app on iOS has Google now support and it has voice recognition. It has all that stuff. Do you think they'll go that way and say, well, we'll let developers decide here's a watch. It can accept these kinds of communications over Bluetooth. And here's like an, an iOS SDK for Android Wear. God, even saying that is awesome. I love the sound <laughs> of that. And, uh, you know, obviously it's easier if you're an Android developer because it's essentially from the code that they've showed so far, shown so far, it's, it looks, it's just like, you don't have to do that much. It, like the notifications right. that go to your phone also go to the watch. Boom, done. So like, what, what's your, what do you think they'll do? Do you think they'll, they'll sort of embrace uh, iOS and other platforms? Or do you think it'll be like an Android uh, uh Essentially, hang on. My washing machine is walking across the house. <laughs> okay, I'm back. I've heard of a nose running, but a washing machine. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a <laughs> spin cycle was off balance, and it was like dancing around a laundry room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, what was in there? Did you look? Uh, a rug. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I recognize that reaction in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I think what happened was um, one of our dogs threw up on the rug. Uh. And then the other one was like, ooh, breakfast. <laughs> That's the grossest. <laughs> I know. Uh, oh, I have a horrible story that I can't even tell on the podcast. <laughs> really so moving right along. Yeah. Um, someday if you see me at a conference, ask me the the dog story <laughs> anyway um i'm gonna ask you right as soon as we're done recording here it's really gross anyway the the uh do so what do you think uh android do you think that android based android wear based devices will like, be able like, to accept just sort of platform agnostic bluetooth communications or do you think it's you know, is it going to be like the apps that are on the watch are on the watch, or is it really just a, a remote screen for an Android phone? I don't think it's going to be a remote screen. I feel like it's going to be maybe a, maybe a, a slimmed down version of Android operating system, but I feel like it's going to be a, like a full-blown OS on the watch. Mm -hmm. And the stuff that's on the watch is on the watch, and you may be able to tether to a, another device um, or, or, or that kind of thing, but I... You know, I can see them just like, you know, okay, we accept input from anywhere, and yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll, they'll kind of, I don't think they'll wall it in. I wouldn't think so either. I, I agree with you on that. And the, um, I think we talked about this last week, but the uh, in the on the Pebble was the uh, the Pebble two point update there are basically three kinds of applications and I have a feeling it'll be sort of like that with the Android watches where there's, there's certain apps that don't need any kind of network communication, like the seven minute workout one. Yeah. It's just stored on the phone. You run it on the phone. It doesn't, you don't share your, how it's just basically like a glorified stopwatch, but with pictures and, uh, and a preset, um, schedule. 
and uh, and it makes sense to me that's that that like that specific application would be great on any kind of watch. It's like any you know. So if you could, if they support that kind of thing, but having to have it communicate with a phone just for that functionality would be silly. But then on the yeah. the, the and, and on the Pebble Watch, you write them in uh, they're written in C, and there's also a um, there's some kind of JavaScript SDK that they're talking about, but I don't know. I don't. I think it's just a syntactical thing where you can write kind of like a node style application to run on the watch, uh, on the Pebble watch. And then there are uh, companion apps where you have to have a, um, a sort of like a native, whatchamacallit, like a native, uh, like you have an app, like uh, who right. was one, like There's TripIt. Like two, like two halves. Yes, two halves, exactly, where it's just like a, it's a multi-screen experience. It's an application that, that has a multi-screen experience, and one of the screens is a phone, and one of the screens is a watch. Right. And, uh, well, like Foursquare, for example, there's a, uh, you have Foursquare on your phone, and then you've got the sort of Foursquare version on the watch, and it kind of piggybacks on the authentication. Well, it's not actually, it's a third-party Foursquare application that I'm talking about called Spoon. Mm-hmm. And it piggybacks, it basically OAuths with Foursquare. Although, come to think of it, I'm not sure if that, if I need to have the f- actual Foursquare app installed on my phone or not. But that, but that's, and that's kind of the problem. It's really, yeah. really confusing. Yeah, it, it gets to be confusing and it could get to be a lot of clutter. Yeah, it's really it's it, and there's some things like there's settings on the watch and there's some settings in the in the Pebble app and there's some settings in the in the companion apps that are on the phone. So you're like, yeah, you're like where are the settings? Right, and it's like if I okay, say I have these ten apps on my watch that I want to use, then you know I'm not going to also want them on my phone. Yeah, exactly. You don't necessarily want them on your phone too, and and so I, I tweeted yesterday about. Um, I said the, my favorite thing about these watches is that it's going to we'll finally be able to tell the difference between a, a good UX professional and a poser <laughs> because the because a hack will mess this up. Like yeah. someone who's just good at like someone who just has an opinion about the kind of iOS apps that they like and they they are basically you know kind of like a movie critic. They're like, "Nah, that should be more beautiful and that should be over there and this is too cluttered and <laughs> You know, that's not a UX professional. That's like someone who has taste. No, that, that's some guy with an opinion. Right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and it, like a UX person, I think, is is going to be delightfully, wonderfully challenged by this flood yes. of stuff. And when I got the when I got Google Glass when I first tried it, out, I was like, "Whoa, this is such a different computing paradigm." And the uh, the multi-screen thing. So, like the two trends have two big trends happening right now are wearables and multi-screen experiences. Mm-hmm. Whether it's phone TV or Roku, or or you know watches or like iPad, iPhone, you know all this all of this wacky configurations that people have because these devices are laying all over the place. And the the watch stuff, since they don't have a keyboard and the whole universe operates on username password, anything that requires <laughs> authentication is gonna needs some way to get that data into the watch. So it's like, how are you going to do that? It's not like you're going to voice type your password, you know, right. the, with glass, there's a very clever, uh, clever. They take a very clever approach where you go to a web page and you type in username and password and the JavaScript, I think it's done on the, it's on the client side. It's, it converts the uh, username and password into a QR code. And then you just point the glass camera at the QR code and it 
detranslates it. So it's as if you typed it into the, the uh, it's kind of like you typed it into glass right. through the camera. Right, right. But you can't, you can't do something like that with a watch because you're, you're, or with, with any kind of wearable where you're just you know, throwing the, the operating system and the SDA, SDK out there for anyone to build hardware for because there's no guarantee you're going to have a camera. <laughs> And that's the thing. Like that, it, I I was recently chatting with someone about um, the the uh, Galaxy Gear, which has a camera on it, and I thought I thought that was fairly silly to have a camera on a watch, um, assuming that the quality is probably pretty low and it's probably terrible for the battery. And I was like, God, that seems like a really weird design choice. Until I I tried the QR code thing with glass, and I was like, Oh, that would be a great way to get data into the fa- into the watch. That is. Yeah. So you just like point it at a QR code or you point it at a barcode and maybe you've got uh, like, I don't know, an Amazon price match application on the watch, something like that. That would be really convenient. That That's would really be. cool. You know, if you're imagining it's not for selfies and like family photos. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine trying to take a watch selfie. <laughs> that would be, that'd be. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since the camera's probably going to point away from you. Right. I, in fact, this is the conversation I had there, a, a dude um, called BS on me about OCR. Cause I was like, it might be cool for OCR. And he was like, no, OCR is really hard. Um, maybe QR code. He's like, yeah, barcode QR code. Sure. But OCR is not happening on a watch. You have yeah. to have the, it has to be way too stable. The thing that you're going to OCR is almost certainly on a tabletop and having the camera facing away from you. Like the, the way that the gear is, which is the only one I know of that has a camera it's on, it's sort of a, it's sort of like if you're looking down at your hand and your your hand is sort of parallel to the ground, uh, you know, your palm is parallel to the ground. Yeah. It's, it's pointing away from you, which makes sense because you can look down at the screen and see what's in front of you. But if you're trying to do that on a table, then it's not not as right. he was He was like, no, that won't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with him on that one. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, though, but there, I could see stuff like... Okay, OCR is a stretch, but if you if you could take even, uh, I mean, you can do Google image image search by saying, find me other images that look like this one, mm-hmm. and or, or tell me what this is, and then you know you could say, uh, okay, Google, tell me what this is, and that cues up the camera for you to point it at a logo or a sign or uh, I don't know, white powder on your desk. <laughs> 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 what is this? Spectral analysis, please. Right, and uh, you know, and it go and it. It doesn't do anything on the phone. It just sends it to Google and they do an image search and bring back like Wikipedia entry or, or, you know, a Wikipedia card. Anyway, I can see, I can, it's just, it, the fact that they're opening up to hardware vendors and they've already got a bunch of partners is incredibly exciting. Yeah, it is. It is. It's it's really exciting. And (sighs) it's, it's way more exciting than well, not to not to pick on Apple again, but it's way more exciting than Apple saying saying, "Oh, hey, we have a watch." <laughs> yeah, because you know it's going to be three hundred bucks. Anyway, so we'll we'll. I mean, I get ready for buyer's remorse, people, <laughs> especially with watches. Like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I guess the the openness is just as exciting as as the technology itself. Yeah, definitely. So cool. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have anything else really. This is basically a, a newsy type of speculation yeah. type of episode. Yeah, but that's a fun one to fun one to speculate on. Yep. We're both. You signed up for the developer program, right? I did. Yes. Yes. As I as did I. I haven't heard yet anything, but they did say there'd be probably be like a twenty four to forty eight hour delay. Ah. 
but you can download the SDK and the uh, emulator, which I will probably do as soon as we hang up. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm struggling with the fact that I have to be a responsible adult today. Because <laughs> if it. I've had a stressful couple of days and I got a new board game and I just kind of want to blow off everything and go play it and then take a long nap. <laughs> nice. I would do that. I don't see any reason not to do that. Other than the dogs eating puke in the background. Like the, the massive to-do list. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Well, dear listener, thanks for sticking with us for 100 episodes. Looking forward mm-hmm. to 100 more. Yes. That's our show for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again next week for the Niche Podcast. Bye.